In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Teddy. Let's pretend for a moment that you're not married. But why? I mean, that's not very hard to not imagine also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a handsome man, your dream man, slides into your Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn Ooh. DMs. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> that's like... Someone we know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then he strikes up a friendship. He's super intense, but he's so good looking. And every morning, he's like, good morning, baby. And every night, he's like, good night, my darling. Sounds like the Tinder swindler. And in less than a month before he even meets you, he's professing his love for you. Sen <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And nothing in the world, nothing would make him happier than if you loved him too. And he tells you that he wants to marry you, that he sees a future with you. He wants to meet, but the only problem is that he's working in the oil industry or the military and he needs to settle his visa and fly over. But, oh no. What kind of oil industry? Sesame oil? (laughs) His money has been seized by the government. He needs some extra cash to cover his legal fees. Or, oh no, he's in the hospital and he can't leave until he pays his bills. Or even worse, his enemies are after him. (laughs) All this sounds a bit too familiar. (laughs) He can't use his credit card. Baby, just pay for my private jet. Just pay for my private jet one time. Oh, why do you need a private jet? Can't I just give you a few hundred of seats on a commercial flight? Yeah, so the emergencies, they just keep stacking up and the money that he needs just keeps stacking up and you never ever actually meet this person. That's just damn dumb if you really give him money. That's even worse a Tinder swindler. Love scams are one of the most common crimes in the world today. In Singapore alone, there were 822 love scams in 2020. That's a lot for Mm. like one year. And they scammed, guess how much? How much? $33.1 million. Yeah, like I saw there's this article that the police is clamping down on those like scam syndicates in China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Malaysia. Then easy to trick us on because they are like very near <laughs> us. Yeah, in, in 2021, 2021, just last year, there were 1,099 cases. So like, the love scam cases are just going up and up. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to make money, what? <laughs> Margaret, the love, the love scammer, <laughs> the Singapore swindler. No, no, the one, the one. Yeah, so, but what if you want just scammed out of money? What if the love scam became much more dangerous? What if you lost your life to a love scam? Hi, I'm Teddy. I'm Margaret. And welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we're covering another listener-recommended story. Thanks, Stevani S. Today, we're covering the case of Chisako Kaheki, a Japanese serial killer, a granny black widow who killed men 
for their money in the ultimate love scam. Chisako was born Chisako Yamamoto on 28th November 1946. She was born in Japan in Kitsokyoshu City, Fukuoka, and her dad worked in a steel factory. She was apparently a clever girl and she got good grades and she even wanted to go to uni. She wanted to go to college but her dad was like, no, 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 it's not right for a girl to go to college. Ew. Right? Okay, so instead of going to college, from 1965, when she was about 19 years old, she starts working as a bank teller. And in 1969, when she was 23, she married her first husband. Now, we don't know much about her first husband, but he was based in Osaka and he was a very successful man. He started as a truck driver, but he built up his own fabric printing company. And just as a side note, one thing that is used in commercial fabric printing is cyanide. Whoops, anyway, we don't have much information there, but it's assumed that they live a pretty happy life before he died in 1994. Now, how this happened was really sad. He had a heart attack, and he recovered from that heart attack, and the hospital was like, hey, you can go. But after he was discharged, he died the same night. Ah, yeah, yeah, it happens. So they were married for 25 years, and she would have been around 48 when he died, so still quite young. Like, middle-aged. Oh, young widow. Yeah, so she has a lot of life ahead of her, and she tried to focus on work. But without her husband, she wasn't as successful, but she still managed to keep it going for nine more years, which I think is really not bad. Mm. But her company, her and her husband's company, closed in 2003. And since she didn't have her business anymore, she decided to focus on love, right? About a year later, in 2004, she marries an unnamed man who was a manager at a pharmaceutical company. He wasn't old, he was about 67, but just two years after they get married, he dies of a stroke. So he's just very unlucky in love. Yeah. She isn't too worried though because now she's only like, what, 50-something? And you know what? She signs up for matchmaking agencies in different regions of Japan. And looking back, we know that she signed up with at least 10 different agencies in different regions of Japan. And what she really wanted was older men because she was into daddies. (laughs) Oh, okay. Maybe it's like the patriarchal thing again. Okay, but she had a few conditions. One, she wanted them to have their own home, which is quite normal. I assume that if you're like over 60, you, sh- you should have your own home lah. Yeah, financial stability. Yeah, financial stability. Number two, Charles. She didn't want them to have kids. And you know, like, I kind of get it. Sometimes you know that you're not in a position to take care of a kid. If not kid, like, interact with someone's adult children, it's still definitely tough. Maybe she's not comfortable, it's awkward. Yeah, yeah. So she did, She wanted somebody who didn't have kids. And Does she have kids? No, I don't think so. Okay. It's never said. Yeah, but ideally, she said ideally, and I don't, I don't disagree with this. Ideally, she wanted the guy to be rich. Mm, <laughs> okay, now it all links together. I mean, not the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? Some people date with the specific idea that they want to date someone rich to take care of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. you shouldn't look too much into... Yeah, so still not that suspicious. You know what I mean? And one last thing, which mm-hmm. is suspicious. Which is? Oh, no. Does he have health issues? Oh. Nah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Don't worry about it. The more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> About a year later, by 2007, she meets 
Toshiaki Suhiro. Now, Toshiaki was a prefecture official from Kobe. So he was like, not bad, like high-ranking-ish. Yeah. Alright, he had some money. And the only thing is that he had kids, which wasn't ideal. But you know what? That's alright. He's generous and they were engaged. So he actually lent her... $437,000. That's almost half a million. Who goes around lending people almost half a million dollars? Why does she even ask for that amount of money? Yeah, so we don't know. But one thing that we do know about Toshiaki is that he did take supplements. You know, everybody takes supplements like fish oil. La, mm. like, yeah, so it would have been pretty easy to sneak a little something extra in the pills, right? So one day, they were having lunch with his kids, him and Chisako. And after lunch, they were walking on a busy street outside when Toshiaki, he just collapses. And by the time the ambulance came, he, he couldn't breathe. He almost couldn't breathe. Sounds like sign. <laughs> <laughs> now, this isn't really going according to plan, but Chisako, she rolls with it and she follows with him to the hospital. And she even gives the hospital a fake name, Hiroka, which is very sus. But thanks to the hospital and doctors, he actually manages to survive. He wasn't unharmed though. He ended up with something called incurable higher dysfunction and visual impairment. And he had to be put on life support. But about a year and a half later, he dies of cancer. Okay, and after he died, she actually called the kids and were like, Oh, I already paid your dad back. And the kids were like, Oh, we didn't know that he lent you money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but it didn't really matter to her, lah, so she moved on. So let's move on to. So now let's talk about her second known victim, Masanori Honda. Now, Masanori, he was a bit older, he was 71, but he was still healthy. He had mild diabetes. That's the, that's the worst of his health issues mild diabetes. Oh, very, very mild. Yeah. yeah. Okay, not very sus. Mm. And he went to sports clubs. Like, fitness was his passion. He was a cool uncle. He rode, like, motorcycles. Okay? And we don't know when they started dating, but around 2012, Masanori was telling his friends, yeah, this is the woman I want to marry. Do they even read her history of, like, what <laughs> happened to all the people she married? Okay, but, you know, in January 2012, while Masanori was declaring his love to her, she actually already started dating two other men. Through what? one of her dating agencies, she was like cheating on him. And on 9th March 2012, she meets him in a store before going off to, you know, like run her errands, live her life. Mm -hmm. And at 5pm, he was riding a motorcycle where he had a heart arrhythmia, an abnormal heart rate. And then he lost consciousness and crashed and died in an accident. Did they meet for a meal that day or something? No, they met at the store. Yeah, but we know that this was her second known victim. She had something to do with it. Mm. Now let's talk about the third. Minoru Hyoku. Minoru was a retired architect. His life was kind of rough. He had lung cancer. But by July 2013, he was doing well. He, was go he went through radiation therapy. Everything was looking up. He too was also looking for love when he met Chisako. Alright? Mm -hmm. And by August 2013, right? So that's like one month later, he was confessing his love to her, saying that he wanted to stay together forever. I, I don't know what's up with them. They all like, they meet the person, but they're like, I love you in like a month. She must be like super charming. She's an uncle killer. I think she's an uncle killer too. Okay, so they were basically a couple. They ate together. They slept at each other's house. Now, like, Toshiaki and a lot of other people, Minoru also took supplements. And one night, on September 20th, 2013, they went out for dinner. 
They had just, just finished eating when Minoru passes out and an ambulance is called. So Chizako lies to the paramedics and doctors again. She's like, oh no, he's suffering from terminal lung cancer. And even the medical professionals were like, oh, in that case, should we like try to resuscitate him? Oh yeah. Even though he was technically in remission, so she lied to them. She was like, he has terminal lung cancer. And then Chisako was like, uh, nah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, in the medical field, if someone has, like, terminal condition or, like, they just don't want to get CPR, you know, CPR, they break yeah. your ribs and it's yeah. like, quite tra- traumatizing, right? So, and then if you come back, it might be just, yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened to the, the guy before her, like, before this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's why they didn't save him. No, and Chisako told them not to. Yeah. Yeah. So they assumed that she was. Telling the truth. Yeah, even exactly. Even in a time-dependent situation. And he died in two hours. So this was the third victim. Mm. And I'm guessing between each lover slash victim, there was an overlap. Because less than three months later... Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Margaret's quick, yeah? face. Um, she was married. Again? Married. How many times already? To Isao Kakehi. Now, we know that there's an overlap because about a month after she marries Isao Kakehi, she's also dating someone else. And all this time, Isao is like, I love you. Let's do our best to enjoy a bright second life and live long, which is like Mm. the second phase of our life. Sounds very cute. He is very cute, but he didn't live long because just a couple of weeks after their marriage, Isao suffers a heart attack while having dinner with her and dies less than an hour later. Now, this happens in Kyoto, and finally, the hospital is suspicious, and they do an autopsy, which is very rare in Japan, unless it's very obvious that there's foul play. So autopsies oh. are not like very common in Japan. And what do you know? There is cyanide in his heart, his blood, and his stomach. Alright? And cyanide is something that Chisako would have had access to from a printing company. Mm. Yeah, they dig into the apartment and they find empty pill capsules and health supplement capsules, you know, to disguise it. So she would buy the health supplements, empty out the capsule, and then replace it with powdered cyanide. Oh, okay. So it gradually builds up over time and then that's how they get a stroke and a heart attack and so on. Yeah, okay. And now this is about end 2013 and Chisako is living life and she's sure she's gotten away with it again. But no, in August 2014, the police, they finally found a pot plant that was thrown away and inside this plant was a plastic bag and inside the plastic bag were traces of cyanide. And two months after this discovery, Chisako is arrested. So cute, why she tried to throw away her cyanide plastic bag in a potted plant, right? <laughs> it's a very weird way to throw evidence. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what would have been a better way to get rid of it though. But very cute, very innocuous. Like it's something that old you see an old woman throwing away. Yeah, right? You can see old women throwing like, away I'm plants. Then now that police can raise like a plant, it got cyanide inside. No, you know what would have been better if she had like a pet dog or cat, and then she used the plastic bag to scoop the dog or cat shit, and then you throw it. <laughs> oh yeah, no yeah, yeah, opening. Yeah, exactly, because you'll just see outside and you're like, oh, it's a dog shit. Oh, I'm giving out your viewers ideas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So, what were their lives worth? In total, Chisako pocketed around one billion yen. What? That's like $12 million from her murders. And these were from insurance and inheritance. 
And the thing is that she spent most of it on failed investments and like speculative financial products, like high-risk investment plans, right? And honestly, if she just held on to the money, she could have lived very comfortably with 12 million for like the rest of her life. Like not saying that what she did was right. What she did was horrible and disgusting. <laughs> but like... Maybe she, it's karma. Maybe God gave her like a, a beautiful face, a beautiful tongue or something like that. Good at swindling people, but gave her a stupid brain. Whoa. <laughs> 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 Make bad investments. Yeah, right? Life is fair. <laughs> okay, now officially, Chizako is only charged with the poisoning of four men and the murder of three. Alright, there were another four men that she was linked to but nothing was ever proven. And we know she had at least four victims but it's speculated that she killed up to ten men. A real black widow. And... Even while they arrested her, she was dating a few other men and like one of them actually stepped up and was like, how could she? She's such a nice woman. I believe she's innocent or something like that. Yeah. She was like super charming. Yeah, no. Okay, so during the interrogation, she confessed. She actually confessed to poisoning Toshiaki, Masanori, Minoru and Isao. And in 2017, just like five years ago, during a 135-day trial, she pled not guilty. Mm. But then, but then during trial, she was like, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to hide my guilt. I hated my ex-husband. And then two days later, she was like, oh, wait, what? I don't remember saying that. Okay. Which ex-husband? Yeah, no, so <laughs> her lawyers were going for the dementia defense. Oh. Yeah, they were going for like, oh, no, I'm just such an old lady. I don't know what's going on. Okay, Tony. Yeah, okay, but she was found guilty... And on November 7th, 2017, she was sentenced to death. Thanks for being on the show, Margaret. Thanks, Teddy. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this week's episode, another case that was very similar, you know, killing your partner, girlfriends, Mm -hmm. wives, stepchildren, actual son for insurance money. (laughs) (laughs) Was episode 20, The Chai Demon. And like, okay, for me, looking at this case, I think if she stopped at Minoru and she didn't go for Isao, she totally would have gotten away with it. I mean, like, yeah, she was too ambitious. She, like, killed one after the other. It's too sus already. She, like, yeah. slowly paced herself and don't make any stupid investments. <laughs> then maybe she would have, like, led a comfortable life and got no. away. And I think, right, it wasn't, like, ambition. I think she just got so greedy, you know? Because so many men wanted to date her. So she could have just, like, picked them off one by one. So in her head, like, her, her money was, like, building. But, like... Or she just bought, and this is her hobby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, I think maybe part of it is that because she's older, she's like, what else is there for me? Oh. Anyway, again, this was a listener-recommended case. If you have any cases that you'd like us to cover, drop us a DM and follow us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast. And you can also find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com. And as always, do join us next week for another briefcase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.